Hello, welcome to Bomb Squad Matinee. Today we are discussing uh, the last and, in my ever so humble opinion, best movie of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. I'm Joseph Rennick. Uh, Tanner Richard Craft. I'm uh, Christopher Lee, and I know the sound that a man makes when he's stabbed from behind. Is he in this movie? Briefly. In the extended cut, yeah. Okay. I was about to say, I just watched it and I don't remember seeing him ever. Um, but before we get into discussing Lord of the Rings Return of the King, let's pretend that made sense. Um, before we get into that, we're going to, it's the caper of a trilogy. Um, caper of a trilogy. Um, last time caper? I. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Last time I asked you guys, what's the best second movie? Like, what's the best sequel? Today I'm going to ask you, what's the best final movie in a trilogy? Tim, we'll start with you. And you can't say Return of the King. That goes to everyone here. Randall Graves said it best when he said, there's only one return, and it's not of the King. It's of the Jedi. Yeah! <laughs> That's right. We're talking Return of the Jedi, boys. Richard Marquand's 1983 capper of the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, this one doesn't get as much love as uh, the original or uh, Empire Strikes Back, but... It has a soft spot in my heart. I, I love that movie to death. Uh, it's probably the tape that I watched the most as a kid. Um, a lot of fun stuff in there, like all the stuff in Jabba's Palace. A lot of fun. Uh, the speed, the speeders and Endor chase. That's a great scene. Ewoks, they're cute. Who gives a shit? Um, and uh, the the third act with um, the the battle against Death Star two and all the stuff in the throne room is, in my opinion, some of the best Star Wars stuff, period. Um, just, just real great movie. Um, go check it out if you haven't seen it in the year of our Lord 2024. Um, I'll throw in an honorable mention, uh, for the, um, Apocalypse Trilogy, uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Another, another great, uh, capper of a trilogy. Um, good, good Lovecraftian shit. Back to you, Tanner. Thank you. Great answer. I honestly expect you to say that answer, which is why I went with you first. Joe, I'm really curious to hear what you say, because I, I don't think I could think of an obvious answer for you. Well, that's the funny thing, Tanner, is I don't have an obvious answer for this, because on the one hand, I could say Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. However, we did an entire episode on that all the way back in May. Go check that out. I could also say Army of Darkness, but we also we did an entire on episode on that. <laughs> Go check that out, too. Um, so, you know, I'm going to throw my honorable mentions out there. Uh, I uh, One of them is might actually shock you. I, I have a couple of honorable mentions. I've got John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. It's not my favorite John Wick. I, I have issues with that one. but It's my least favorite, if you ask me, but it's still great. But yeah. it's still great. I would agree. Um, Austin Powers in Goldmember. Yes. Yeah. Um, that, that is funnily enough, not the one that will shock you. The one that will probably shock you is X-Men 3, The Last Stand. I actually, sure, have a, I actually have a soft spot for it, and I think it's a little bit better than people give it credit for, but it's still a very flawed movie. I'm not going to deny it. I'll, I'll give um, it this much. It is somehow the best adaptation of the Dark Phoenix saga in film. Somehow. <laughs> somehow, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's my hot take. But um, I had another honorable mention, but 
I could not remember it for the life of me. Um, but all right, t- time to get into my actual answer. It's the Bourne Ultimatum. My, yeah. my, my pick is is the Bourne Ultimatum. I love the Bourne movies. Uh, I did a whole rewatch of them last year, and I still absolutely love the shit out of those movies. Even the ones that people aren't as hot on, the the Jeremy Renner one and Jason Bourne in particular. They're not terrible movies, but uh, the Bourne Jason Ultimatum Bourne, one, it's Jesus Christ. But the Bourne Ultimatum fucking rules. Uh, that that whole movie. Uh, it, it's action. It's that shaky cam action at its finest. Uh, no, no other director can do it like that than Paul Greengrass. Uh, other directors have tried since and have failed. Um, I'm looking at Olivia Megaton, who did the Taken sequels. Uh, insert the shot of uh, Liam Neeson jumping a fence here. <laughs> that shot shots because remember that's like six different fucking edits of him jumping oh no. the fence. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> this is this is not ideal. Uh, while while Tanner figures out his uh, camera problem, uh, I'll, I'll go back to the not camera problems of the Born Ultimatum. I think the shaky cam works for it because all those movies are like hyper intense. They're constantly moving. The Born Ultimatum is no exception. That movie is constantly moving. Uh, it continues on with the themes of Bourne trying to uh, discover who he is and uh, reconcile for all of his past mistakes, uh, the ones that he can't remember. Um, good action, good acting. Uh, prob- well, no, it's not the best ending. of the- It's the second best ending of the franchise. The, the best ending goes to Bourne Supremacy with uh, Get Some Rest, Pam, You Look Tired. Uh, yeah, no, the Born Ultimatum, a really good action movie. Fucking check it out. Back to you, Tanner. Good shit, my guy, Joe Vrenick. Uh, hello, I'm on a different webcam now, uh, because the webcam I was using is currently doing whatever that is. So that's interesting. Um,. So I wrote this question, and at first I thought it was going to be a hard one, because I knew that Tim was going to say Return of the Jedi, and I wasn't going to take that away from him. Um, I thought about picking another Star Wars movie, Revenge of the Sith, which is, to me, easily the best prequel. Um, I don't... I disagree, but... Okay. Uh, you think it's the Phantom Menace, whatever. At least we all hate Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so I, I thought about it some more... And I eventually uh, reached a conclusion that was actually pretty obvious to me. Now, it's not my favorite movie in this trilogy. Uh, My favorite movie in this trilogy will and forever be the first one, as the first one in this trilogy is one of the greatest movies ever made. However, 1989's Back to the Future Part 3 is uh, easily the best Back to the Future sequel and is so much fucking fun. You telling me they made this crazy sci-fi time travel movie and then, hey. Let's make a goddamn Western. Come on. What's not to love about that? You got cowboys. You get a literal train heist. You still get, you get like the best love story of the trilogy. Um, like, yes, Joe. That that, that was my other honorable mention. I was forgetting. And the reason why I had it as an honorable mention instead of my answer, I already had that as my answer for favorite train movie. When we did the bullet train episode, I wasn't going to pick it again. (laughs) 
Uh, it's a great, great movie. How can you not love Back to the Future Part 3? Um, I, I, I never got people that are like, oh, 2 is better than 3. I have always thought 3 is better than 2. Not that 2 is bad. I think all the Back to the Future movies are good. I just think 3 is easily better than 2 because it, it treads a lot of new ground while 2 is just like, hey, look, it's the stuff from the first movie at a new angle. The future stuff's cool, but I like it when they do a cowboy, especially when they're on top of the DeLorean and they have a bunch of horses and they're like, Doc, it's only at 30. <laughs> Kills me every time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Back to the Future Part 3 is great. But if I were to actually answer this question fully honestly, I think my answer would honestly have to be The Return of the King. I don't know how you guys feel, but this to me is easily the best of the Lord of the Rings movies. And I say that as someone who adores Fellowship and really likes the Two Towers. Return of the King got it all, man. It's got, like... Uh, to me, I've always thought between Fellowship and the Two Towers, Fellowship was better at the character stuff. Two Towers was maybe a little better with the action. This this has it all. This has it all. Uh, but I'm not going to get into my thoughts too much. I want to hear your thoughts, Joe. Okay, so Return of the King. It's not my favorite Lord of the Rings, and I wouldn't God go damn as it. far as Okay. <laughs> I love I love this movie. It's my second favorite out of all of them. I, I like Fellowship more. Um I just think it it's a much just better like constructed movie, at least on a on a pace level. I, this movie does drag just a little bit for me. We'll, we'll probably talk about that specifically when we get to the endings. <laughs> I was um, just complaining about that before recording, but <laughs> you were, yes, as you were literally watching it on uh, in the chat. Um, but uh, yeah, no, um, I can't go as far as to say it's the least or most important movie in the trilogy because, in my heart of hearts, all of these goddamn movies are important in one way or another. Like they all have their relevance, they all have their importance. Not not just in terms of the whole story, but honestly, in cinema as a whole, they're all important movies. Uh, but understandably, I can see why this is the one that won Best Picture because it literally just takes everything we loved from the previous movies, puts it all into a giant fucking ass movie. And cranks it up to 11. Um, and what I love about all the Lord of the Rings movies, I said this in the Fellowship of the Rings episode, um, The all, all three Lord of the Rings movies have, like, their specific, distinct, like, sub-genre. They're all fantasy movies, but I feel like all of them have their very distinct sub-genre, except for Fellowship, where that one is just straight fantasy. Two Towers is the action movie, Return of the King for me is like the grand epic. Like this mm. is the Ben-Hur Titanic of the trilogy. Like it's just this big grand epic movie that can be compared to those movies because it's just on that. Honestly, it's even more above that level. Okay, I have to ask, did you pick those two movies specifically on purpose? Yeah, I picked those movies because they're they're grand epic. Well, movies. I meant because those are you just named the only and, and two other movies yeah. that won eleven Oscars. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say that, that that's the other thing too is they they're all in a three way tie for who has the most Oscars. And you know what? 
deservedly so because you want to know what Ben Hur is. Awesome. You want to know what you know what Titanic is? A really great fucking movie. And Return of the King is that in spades. It wraps up everything perfectly. It's visually fucking stunning. Uh, the Im- immediate shot I'm thinking of when I think of like visually stunning is uh, it's Gandalf and Pippin. They're running on the plains of Pelennor to uh, catch up with uh, Faramir. They're like escaping uh, uh, Gilead and the Nazgul are chasing them. And he's got the light flashing. Just that shot of them running cut to that giant wide of the field. It's like you see the soldiers on the left, Gandalf on the right, light shining, Nazgul are flying all over the place. It it, it just continues looking really fucking good. Uh, and I'm running out of steam. I'll probably have more to say as we go on. Back to you, Tanner. Great stuff. Great stuff. Tim, is this your favorite Lord of the Rings movie? Will you join me? Um, I think on this viewing, I'm ready to say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my guy. This, this movie, uh, if if you look up the Wikipedia page for like fantasy epic, if that exists, this should be the thing that shows up on the front of the page. Um, like I watched this movie on Christmas night, uh, two thousand three. I was ten years old. This was a three hour and twenty one minute movie. And at that point in my life, the longest movie I'd ever watched. Um, The extended edition, sitting at four hours and 23 minutes. Um, Since I haven't seen, like, Satan Tango or any of those fucking Andy Warhol things, might be the longest movie I've seen now. Um, (laughs) Hold on, I need to look up how long the Snyder Cut is. Meanwhile, Tanner's just like, I sat through the whole fucking thing of Empire to impress a girl. Um, But yeah, this, this this is a uh, fantastic uh, epic film um uh, john borman's excalibur walked so that this could run um this is just like such a perfect <laughs> execution of scale um it's the kind of movie that we're just never gonna get again like we, we kind of talked about this on the previous lord of the rings recordings where it's just this it came out at this perfect time where it could be this perfect blend of uh, CGI and practical effects and it's just such a massive production that um, there's just so much going into what's making it amazing um, and it absolutely shows on the screen um, absolutely love it um, it's, a, it's a great great movie uh, I'll probably have more to say in general discussion but I'll pass it off to you Mr. Tanner uh, so uh, for me, when we started the show and we started doing the Lord of the Rings things, uh, this is what it was all leading up to. Uh, it's a shame that this couldn't be a movie night, but uh, the epicness of this movie, I think, speaks for itself. It doesn't need a, a grand, fancy fucking laser show uh, to convey how awesome it is. <laughs> um, this is probably my favorite fantasy movie of all time. And I mean fantasy in like the very pure sense. There are obviously a lot of movies that are fantasy, but when I'm thinking of like swords, go ghouls, goblins, wizards, and shit, I think of the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King. Um, what can I say about this movie that hasn't already been said a bazillion times over? Um, half of this movie is just like an amazing battle sequence, like which is sick as hell. Um, 
I always love like when they take on the big army, you know, Mordor, the armies of Mordor and versus like all the kingdoms sort of like united is sick as hell. Um, but then at the heart of it is this Sam and Frodo stuff, you know, that's where they're like, not that the stuff going on to the battle doesn't have heart, but Sam and Frodo, I feel like is like the core of the movie, you know, to me. And I find it hard not to ball my eyes out at several points of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many scenes I could talk about. Uh, for me, uh, the pacing is stellar. Even if the ending, I guess, technically drags, I, I feel inclined to forgive it because it's not just ending this movie. It's ending a whole trilogy of three-hour movies. Yeah. And considering how excellent the filmmaking is, I think it's earned the right to be milked a little bit. Um, If any movie deserves to milk its ending, it's yeah. movies that are... It's this one and, like, I guess maybe Avengers Endgame deserves to milk its ending. Um, Just, you know, movies that are capstones of these big epic projects of uh, cinematic achievements. Um, So it deserves to have its mil- ending milked. Um, and it helps that it's all like gonna get milked and it it helps that it's all genuinely sweet to me. Um, I think, uh, the performances across the board are stellar. I am forever going to think it's a crime that Elijah Wood was not nominated for any of them. Um, thank God at least McKellen got nominated for the second one. Um, oh, I thought he was nominated for the two towers. No, he was just nominated for uh, being Gandalf the Grey in the first one. Was anyone nominated for acting in the Two Towers? No, no one was nominated. If anyone deserved to be nominated in the Two Towers, it was Ben Hill. I was going to say Andy Serkis for the Two Towers, but... Oh, Andy Serkis, too. But yeah, Bennett Hill would also be up there for me. Speaking of Andy Serkis, you get to see him like outside of the CG at the beginning of this movie. I always forget about that. You're like, oh, Andy, what are you doing here? And then... And like something that like my sleep paralysis demon is uh, the golem in this movie that's like half golem, half Andy Circus, and it's done with makeup. That is my sleep paralysis demon, whatever the fuck that thing is. Uh, Smeal golem, Smeal golem, whatever. I don't know. Um, I love that the movie starts with the golem transformation sequence, kind of like uh, even more underpinning just what the power of this ring is. Um. I'm running out of steam. Uh, this is the kind of movie that needs to be discussed in general discussion. So we're just going to cut, get right to it right after a brief commercial break. Hi, welcome back from that ad break to another ad. Normally I would point to the movie palette behind me, uh, but it's to the right of me right now. I got one up there. I might be, be uh, he got one. I also got here. I think I can, can kind of see it over yeah. there. I, I don't have one, but I got Karen Gillen. Buy one. Anyway, <laughs> go to moviepallet.com. <laughs> buy this movie palette. Buy another fucking movie palette. I don't care. Just when you go to checkout, enter the code SQUAD15 to save 15% or more on cart. <laughs> you can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> to save 15% on your order. Welcome back to the show. Okay, so let's get right into you. Did you know when Aragorn broke, his, uh, kicked the helmet in one of these movies, he actually broke his toe? 
I, I have to. I, I'm gonna. I'm coming to your house. I'm killing you. I don't care. It's Jover. It's Jover. Let's talk about how inch. Oh my God, he he still he wasn't back yet. Uh oh, he's the Joker again. <laughs> See, this is a crazy bang to me. So, uh, what do we think of that part where he, uh, where where it's like Gollum in the makeup? Is that the most terrifying shit ever, or what? It's pretty freaky looking. Yeah, I like the, the close up on his lips. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I do remember um, watching that and having just rewatched the the Grinch movie, thinking at some point during that transformation, he does look hoo-ish. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, he's, he's got, he's got, <laughs> he's got the who face. Smeagol Mayhu. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to start uh, this story uh, prefacing uh, because this is going to be important for several things that I'm going to say. Um, that uh, my my fiance Cody is a huge, huge Lord of the Rings fan. She and her dad. Uh, have watched these movies so many times. She's read the books. She's even attempted to read the Silmarillion. Um, she, Why? She's how'd that go? Uh, yeah, uh, it's not a <laughs> book. It's like a bunch of like shit. J uh, J uh, Togan wrote in his journal. I I have I've not attempted to read it, but I have only heard that it's incomprehensible at best. I, I don't think you can read it. I don't think it's meant to be read. Stephen Colbert is the only person who can read it. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, she's a huge fan of these books, movies, just all of it. Um, but uh, so December 23rd, uh, we're getting ready to do our Christmas pilgrimage. And uh, I guess it was, I think it was TNT was playing a marathon of the trilogy. I think they were like, Towards the end of fellowship, like right around, uh, you shall not pass. Um, so, so we threw it on there, like ate some lunch or something, um, and then I just left it on, and she was just kind of had it on in the background while she was wrapping presents and stuff. Uh, I went into my office to edit the Fantastic Planet episode, and uh, right around the time I was almost done, I think I was like literally putting the watermelons all over Lauren. And uh, she opens the door with tears streaming down her face. Just like, Return to the King made me feel things. I need to snuggle. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I had to console her a little bit about Return of the King. She's like, it's so, it's such good storytelling. Um, and then the next morning she opened my present, which was the Lord of the Rings Blu-ray box set. So I was like, mm. Tim with the sauce! <laughs> got her ass that's fucking god tier shit bro holy oh my god that's crazy crazy that that's what we call epic much like the movie we're talking about today. i'd agree <laughs> speaking of epic for me um i was thinking about this and i had to think about what what part of this movie gets me the most and i have to say for me personally the part of this movie uh, that really gets to my core uh, the most is the part when they're about to start fighting. They're facing down an army. And uh, fuck me. Why am I forgetting characters' names now? God damn it. Legolas and Ghibli? Uh, Legolas and Ghibli. Uh, Studio Ghibli. Uh, Studio Ghibli. <laughs> Studio Ghibli. When Ghibli. 
Just re- replace Totoro with Ghibli. Gimli. Uh. Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> my, my neighbor Gimli. My neighbor Gimli. <laughs> when Gimli and Legolas are facing down the army, and Gimli says, I never thought I'd die. And it's been mean to death, but yeah. for a good reason. I never thought I'd die fighting alongside an elf. And without missing a bit, Legolas is like, how about dying fighting alongside a friend? And we have our first cry of that day. Let's go. <laughs> and it's like, I, I could do that. <laughs> Fuck. It's so good. How can you not cry? It's, it's so good. What, what, when we talk about like the greatest character oh. arcs in cinema history, that there's a, there's several that come to mind. Uh, I'm throwing out an example, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, one of the greatest character arcs of all time. I don't think enough people talk about that specific character arc mm-hmm. with Gimli and Legolas. It is arguably because it's a character arc that spans three goddamn movies and it comes at like the emotional peak of the movie, like maybe one of the greatest character arcs for side characters in a movie I've ever seen. I I have to agree. Just like and John Reese Davies fucking kills it. Mm. Just uh, maybe the best work of his career, honestly. And this is John Reese Davies we're talking about, who has a very storied career. I'm inclined to say maybe the best of his career. Yeah. I mean, um, well, but we're also forgetting his uh, his iconic role in Aquaman two, The Lost Kingdom. <laughs> the f- <laughs> Wait, remember, what? Remember, remember that hit? Yeah, no, he's in that movie. He jo- plays like the Crab King. I saw. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Holy shit, he plays the Crab Guy. Yeah, he's the Crab King. <laughs> that rules. I I only know that because I worked like one of the last showings we did at the Alamo. Um, and then Aquaman was like swiftly gone from our theater. It didn't last like more than two weeks. <laughs> I actually kind of liked Aquaman too, uh, more than the first Aquaman. Hey, I wouldn't necessarily recommend either, but if you're gonna watch any, you can watch Aquaman too. Uh, Patrick Wilson is in it, and it's that's cool. He's in the first one too, but he's also in the second one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay off topic for, for one brief second. I'm not gonna Did lie. Did the Mitch bit come to your head too? <laughs> no, you, you said Patrick Warburton's name. Warburton. Okay. No. You so you said Patrick Wilson's name. I immediately thought Patrick Warburton. <laughs> hey Arthur, let's go to Atlantis. Hey <laughs> Arthur, I'm the Ocean Master. So what I thought you were going for was uh, the the way he said that reminded me of the um, Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg. Where he's like, uh, I, I used to smoke. I still do, but I used to too. It's just like uh, he's, he's in Aquaman too. He's in one, but he's also in two. Uh, I I don't know how we managed to waste a whole minute and a half talking about Aquaman <laughs> two, a movie that DC did not give a shit about. We spent like a solid chunk of time talking about men on the Bob's Burgers episode. Oh yeah, we did, didn't we? <laughs> Sometimes when a new movie comes out, you just need to get your thoughts out to the world. 
One last thing about so, Aquaman so, 2. I need to say this for the record. The funniest thing in the history of mankind will be the fact that the DCEU ended on a shot of Patrick Wilson putting a cockroach in a cheeseburger, eating it, and thinking it tasted delicious. I think that is exactly what the DCEU is deserved. <laughs> yeah. God. I said it as someone who I think overall liked more of their movies than disliked them. But here's a movie I fucking loved. Aquaman. No. God damn it. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Return, Return of the, of the King. King. Return of the Aquaman. Um, <laughs> uh, Return of the King is a... Um, how fucking gnarly is it when Frodo's finger gets bitten off? Oh, yeah. Pr- pretty so gnarly. much blood. I still think the gnarliest bit in this movie is when they catapult all those heads. I, that, I remember yeah. that imagery specifically sticking with me when I was younger. It that, is that, pretty that, crazy. But it, and it's also such a fucking great reminder that Peter Jackson directed horror movies in yeah. his past. Yeah, because that you'd see that shit in uh in your bad tastes, your Meet the Feebles, your Dead Alives, maybe not your Frighteners, because I think they tried to make that like more like the Tales from the Crypt kind of scary. I think I think I read that that one was supposed to be PG thirteen, but they couldn't quite make it, so they just released it as R. Yeah, it was also supposed to be a Tales from the Crypt movie, too. Uh, For me, uh, the gnarliest thing that happens in this movie is, uh, I think it's so fucked up that they put Bilbo on a boat to euthanize him. Yeah. <laughs> I think mean, that's really exactly fucked up. wrong. <laughs> Poor guy's like, can I have my ring one last time? Oh, sorry, Uncle, I lost it. Get on the boat. <laughs> God. Frodo don't give a fuck! He wants that inheritance now. I like it when they all bow. Yeah. Sorry, Tim, what were you saying? I was was just going to moment of the trilogy. I was just going to meme on uh, what you were saying. Uh, Just uh, Bilbo going, uh, I I met smog once. That's nice, Grandpa. Let's get you on the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you say, Grandpa, on the boat you go. Man, why do the Hobbit movies suck? I. I watch this and then I think of the Hobbit movies and I'm like, what happened? Um, I mean, I think it, a lot of it is just it being, you, you know, what, what we were talking about is it, it is past that time where this kind of movie could be made right. Like you, you, you see that image of uh, poor Ian McKellen in the the green screen room just distraught, um, and I think a, a lot of just the further digitalization just kind of ruined the atmosphere um and just the approach like it doesn't need to be three movies i don't even think all of that is jackson's fault in particular because a lot of that movie like that whole trilogy a lot of it was studio interference and just done by like not not only just people who just did not understand the appeal of what made the original Lord of the Rings great, but also by a bunch of studio heads who wanted to exploit New Zealanders. But that's besides the point. Uh, well, lo- look up, lo- look up the Hobbit Law Kids. That, that that's a fun read. Let's not also forget that Peter Jackson didn't really have sufficient time for pre-production because Guillermo del Toro dropped out of fucking nowhere. No, he didn't. He didn't drop out. He, I think, he got booted. Is what I happened. thought. He dropped out. That's the impression I've been under. That he left. Maybe no, he, it was like a mutually agreed thing. 
Well, well, here's the thing is like whenever he talks about like nearly making that movie, it all like he always looks very sad whenever like he talks about it. Like apparently that was like one of his passion projects. And I guess they like must they had to have booted him. Otherwise, he would he probably wouldn't look as sad as he does whenever he talks about it. Uh, if they if they did to the Hobbit what they did to the Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings movies would be nine goddamn movies. Probably. That'd be crazy. So when we were watching uh the movie yesterday, uh Cody was just like sending me all of these memes from her Pinterest board, and um one of them was actually kind of interesting, uh, uh, a little tidbit about production. Uh apparently um when they were like doing the battle, Weta decided to just like make some AI soldiers to, you know, fill in the space. And some of the AI soldiers like what saw the battle, uh, assess the situation and just fucking left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Correct decision. It, it reminds me of playing the Batman Arkham games and like you beat the shit out of enough goons that the rest of them are just like, get the fuck out. You're like, I'm not, I'm not, it's right buddy. <laughs> Hugo Weaving's hairline in this movie is funny. I'm sorry. I've been needing to say it for three goddamn movies. His hairline <laughs> is so, like, it's, it's, they did him dirty. Well, well, Hugo Weaving's hairline just in general is kind of funny because it, it's also funny in the Matrix movies. Yeah, but when his hair is short, it doesn't look nearly as stupid. Fair enough. I mean, either way, it's like, it, he looks like, you know the movie Paul? With uh, Seth Rogen as an alien. Yeah. He looks, like, he looks like one of those aliens, but with hair. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I love Hugo Weaving, but that, that man has a very, like, distinct-looking, alien-looking face. And that's why we love him. I agree. So anyway, uh... Let's talk about everyone's favorite character from this, Denethor, uh, the steward of Gondor. How do we feel about Denethor? Okay, guys, I'm going to be 100 with you. Which one's Denethor again? He's the steward of Gondor. He uh, He's Boromir's father. Uh, oh, the, the jackass. Yeah, so, T- Tim, you mentioned uh, uh, John Borman's Excalibur. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I reflect on a particular bit in that episode that we did on uh, John Borman's Excalibur, um, specifically the part where Tanner talks about his famous catchphrase, Dad's Rock, and how that movie's about um, that whole movie's about dads who don't rock. Uh, I, I, I think Denethor, we can all agree, is a dad who does not rock. Yeah, he's bottom tier dad. But bottom tier dad, uh, absolutely shitty to Boromir, grieves for him when he act when he dies, damn near burns him alive, won't listen to reason, just a total jackass in general. Yeah, De- Denethor is a piece of shit. Yeah, I think he's performed really well. I will give it. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that about uh, Denethor. Yeah. Um, I it's like. Uh, I've heard this debate about that character in somewhat recent years. Uh, do do we feel like if he was cut from the movie, the movie would be better? Because there's people who think you could just get rid of that character entirely mm. and it would make the movie better. Nah. Uh. 
I think this movie would be better if instead of that guy being the king, it was Fat Bastard from the Austin Power movies. <laughs> yeah, there we go. God. Yeah, it's like... I- I take I take an issue with people saying remove him from the movie. It makes it better because he's like the whole conflict as to why the battle is as fucked and out there as outnumbered as they are. And that's like the whole source of tension is him just being a dumbass. Yeah, Joe, I feel um, like a couple of times on these episodes, you've talked about like fans who have said like a, you could get rid of this character and uh, it would make the movie better. And almost never is that true. Uh, it, it, uh, yeah I've, I've mentioned that a lot of times I, I think fans are stupid yeah uh, my favorite specifically people who say cut harvey dent from the dark knight that shit makes no fucking movie. sense it, well my yeah, favorite no, thing is like the dark knight's not that good if you get rid of heath ledger's the joker it's not a very good movie. oh wow if you get rid of the movie's primary antagonist it's not as good i'm fucking shocked yeah, wonder how it's that It's part of the movie. Like, what do you mean? If you get rid of the effects, Return of the King isn't that good. I'm sure if they were just waving around on a green screen, it would look kind of goofy. Just just make Return of the King, but make it like that one Key and peel sketch that's just the music video running out of budget, and it's just a guy in a cheap fantasy outfit going to a Barbie <laughs> chained to a tree. Okay, but hold on. That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> I would watch that. Actually, hold on. Oh, shit, they made that. It's called The Hobbit. <laughs> God. Oh, poor, poor Peter Jackson. I, I, yeah, I'm not going to blame him for those movies. Yeah. I, I am going to say poor Peter Jackson. I am. Y- okay. That, When's the fair. last time Peter Jackson made a good movie? <clears throat> Return I, of the I King! Honestly, it might be. Depending on how you feel about King Kong. Oh yeah, that one was okay. I, I I've only seen it the one time when it was in the theater, so I I my Yeah, but you know what? You want to know something, Tim? With King Kong? The monkey was the best of us. The monkey was the best of us. <laughs> Starbucks all over the place. Starbucks, they're everywhere. <laughs> I'm the son of God. <laughs> I'm the son of Bormir. Um, King God. Kong saying, I'm the son of Bormir. Ah, Bormir. <laughs> Aragorn floats away. We, we, we mentioned Boromir, and I'm thinking of uh, the uh, whitest kids you know skit, skit that they did on yeah, uh, Barbarian the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and they're freaking out about Gandalf and the giant eagles. Oh yeah, um, Gandalf! What the fuck? Want to tell me how the fuck long you can have a giant eagle? Well, I do. You should have had the eagle carry me and then fly me to Mordor. Or why didn't you have the eagle do it? Well, eagles cannot be trusted with that sort of immense power. Eagle cry up ahead. Kind of stuff. <laughs> Cody, wanted me of the eagles, Cody wanted me to specifically... I do love that eagle. Cody wanted me to specifically bring that whole thing up. Is that everybody who says this movie could have been solved by the eagles. Uh, that's just an awful take that completely misunderstands the point of the movie. I agree. <laughs> um, like... Even if you don't add the context of they're just gods who don't interfere with this shit, 
Yeah, like that's um, that's one thing is they do, they have their own shit they're dealing with. They don't care, but also they, if they were flying, they would have been caught. Yeah, there's yeah, um, on, there's honestly a whole fucking list of reasons why it's like anyone who says, "Oh, the Eagles could do this." Fuck you, you're wrong. There's a whole list of reasons as the to why Eagles could you, make Hotel wrong. California, but that's about it. Welcome to the Hotel Bordemia. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where long, were long, you when Boromir posting started? Long, long story short, my, my whole spiel on the Eagles is that they serve a dramatic purpose. It's awesome when they show up in the in the movie and the final act. But the Eagles are like what the X Men are in the Marvel universe. They don't interfere with like a lot of the bigger shit because they've got their own shit going on. Yeah, and Cody specifically wanted me to bring that up because like. Uh, I mentioned she and her dad are both huge fans, and like her dad will make that eagle take specifically to annoy her. <laughs> f- f- fuck, fuck you, Papa, Papa Cody. <laughs> Papa Johnson. More like, more like po- better ingredients, better pizza. Papa Johnson. Uh, let's get into it, guys. The seventeen endings of Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's let's get into it. So, so, I don't hate them. I never hated them. I've never hated them either. I will admit they go on long, but I've never hated them. So I'm 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 again just gonna say the first time that I watched this movie, Christmas Day, ten years old, um, and like again, I, I'm with you guys. I, I think it works. I think it's earned. But uh, first time I watched this as a ten year old, I was like, this movie's so long. I have to pee. I want to play with my new <laughs> card. What is this Oddly movie? In- Oddly enough, that is also what Tim said his most recent time watching it. Yeah, there we go. This movie is long. I have to pee. I want to play with my new Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I don't have new Yu-Gi-Oh cards. They, they just, it's they, just it's just the same pack from 20 years ago. Yeah, just un, un, uh, totally sealed. Um, you just forgot to open them. I just want to look at it. It's, it's you just look at the packaging and you're like, this could be anything. It could be a, a blue-eyed white dragon in here. <laughs> it could be fucking anything. It could be Karibo. It could be the pot of greed. All right, let's see. What is that? Those are the hot I summon pot of greed and draw three additional cards from my deck. That that what it do, Aragorn. That what it do. Fuck. <laughs> just Sauron just keeps summoning pot of greed and fucking Gandalf's like, you can't. That's not how it works. That's what it that, do, Yugi. That's what it do, Gandalf. Um, did you have anything else to say about the endings, Tanner? Because I have a subject I want to I love all 17 of them. I think it's really funny and fucked up when they send Bilbo off to die. I also <laughs> think that there's a very fair point to be made that the movie doesn't actually end end until Bilbo gets on that boat. And it ends pretty quickly after that. Uh, it's just very funny that that scene ends with a fade to white. And then there's another scene. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair alright uh, subject I was about to bring up extended editions we've, we've, we've talked at length about extended editions before um, I want to bring this one up here because the extended edition of Return of the King is the one I am the most mixed on where it's like Fellowship I think is the best extended Two Towers I think is the worst this one I'm very 50-50 on because there's stuff that's added into the extended edition that I like, and there's stuff that's added in that I 
don't exactly think was honestly i don't even think they needed to make it an extended version of this movie to be quite honest that this movie's already long enough but for, for the sake of argument the, the 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 good stuff that i like in the extended cut specifically putting saruman back in yeah because in the theatrical cut they, they they just walk up to Isengard and he's just like, ah, oh, he's fine. He's he, no, he's not fine. He's still a powerful wizard. You need to kind of take care of this problem. He's gonna cause more shit. Um, yeah, and the the extended cut does that. We get at least one last performance out of Christopher Lee in this trilogy, um, and he gets a really gnarly ass death in this. Yes. Uh, gets impaled on a weird ass. Uh, like a mill kind of thing which uh leads to the the famous production store that i alluded to in my opening bit uh where uh i guess he made a certain sound uh he, he made that <gasps> sound when he got impaled from behind and peter jackson's like no we, we want you to do this thing and uh he's just like no see when i was in world war ii uh i heard this sound and this is what actually sounds like and he's like okay i'm gonna drop the subject <laughs> yeah peter jackson's like <laughs> Christopher Lee's just like, I stabbed the man in the back, and this is the noise he made. And Peter's like, okay, Christopher, whatever the fuck you say, buddy. Don't kill me. God. Yeah, no, that, that I think is, uh, honestly, that should have been in the theatrical cut, mm -hmm. uh, personally. But I, I get it. The movie's fucking long enough. But of all the things to cut out, that was not it. Yeah. Uh, what what I think, I uh, they, they cut it out of the theatrical version and i think it was for the best specifically the one that bothers me is when gandalf confronts the witch king briefly where it's like oh it's like about to be this big epic showdown between the witch king and gandalf fucking breaks gandalf's staff which just in the theatrical cut disappears for a brief bit of time um but then uh uh fucking uh Theoden and the uh, Rohirrim show up at the battle, and you hear like the horns going off in the field, and then Witch King's just like, "Huh? Eh, I'm off." Uh, yeah, don't like that. I, I I think that was cut for a reason. <laughs> My stance on the extended edition for this movie is the same as the rest of them. Whatever you gain in additional story content, I do not think makes up for what you lose in quality pacing. Fair. Um, I think the extended editions of all these movies are inferior. The The closest that becomes to like a a neutral change is Fellowship, I think. Um, but like the extended edition of Return of the King is four hours and 20 something goddamn minutes. I'm sorry. Very few movies need to be that long. <laughs> How long is Zack Snyder's Justice League? Four again? hours and two minutes. And uh, okay, that so. movie, like... You want to talk about a movie that ends 17 times. Zack Snyder's Justice League also has, like, 17 goddamn endings. And, and then, I'll, like, I'll... teases to movies that are never going to happen. Like, imagine if in this movie, at the fucking end, Gandalf, like, turns to the screen. And he's like, and then we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna resurrect him. We're gonna do it again. And then, and then, and then Frodo's just standing there and like, whatever. That's the ending of Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's, let's. That's Gandalf? the equivalent. Except it's not Gandalf. It's it's some fucking character from the Samarillion just shows up. Gandalf like, will uh, return in Avengers Schmegalagaloo. Schmegalagaloo! <laughs> Gandalf just sitting on the boat just being like, oh, by the way, Frodo, 
when we get to the Grey Havens, we will have to deal with Saruman 2, Electric Boogaloo. Somehow, Gollum has returned. (laughs) Talk about inferior third movies. (laughs) Could you imagine Gollum, the big bad of the next Lord of the Rings movie? (laughs) Return of the Crackhead. (laughs) Return! God, you, I think you, I just you, saw Gollum outside, actually. You, you, you know, uh, on the subject of Rise of Skywalker, that that movie has. Oh a scene, God! That that movie has a scene where a huge ass army appears in one of the big uh, climactic battles of the film, and it's supposed to be like this big fucking epic moment with like familiar music blaring in the background, and it completely and absolutely one hundred percent fails. Meanwhile, Return of the King has the return of the Rohirrim when they come out onto the plains of Pelennor to help in the Battle of Gondor. And it's like, you get King Theoden giving, like, the greatest, like, some of the greatest speeches in the the entire trilogy just come from Bennard Hill as King Theoden. Uh, And honestly, him just shouting, Ride now! Ride for ruin and the fury of men! Yeah! That shit's epic. The music's epic. Them charging into battle is just, it's so fucking incredible. And I, uh, I wish more movie battles had shit like that in it. What's really funny about Rise of Skywalker is how much it accidentally felt like a ripoff of Disney's other big, massive blockbuster that year. How much it felt like beat for beat, a copy of Avengers Endgame ending. Uh, even though I actually do think the more apt comparison is Return of the King, specifically for Star Wars. Um, man. Why can't Rise of Skywalker be a good movie? It's because I don't know, Disney. Man. Yeah, that. Yeah, but Disney also gave us The Last Jedi and Andor. Yeah. John Disney is a man of multitudes. We can put Steamboat Willie in this! We can. Uh, The end card of this episode should just be the entirety of Steamboat Willie. Because we can! We can do that now! We could. We could also put the entirety of Fleischer's Superman. We've always been able to do that, I thought. That is true. Uh, Let's do it all. All At the same time. Let's tempt fate, guys. Let's Let's throw Creature from the Haunted Sea in there, too. Get that guy from the Malcolm in the Middle opening. And we'll do it live, okay? We'll, we'll do it live! Fuck it! Fuck it! Right, we'll do it live! Okay, so uh, Rise of Skywalker, bad. Steamboat Willie, good. This movie, great. Are we? Do we all agree? That is a fair yes. assessment. All right. Do we have anything more to say about Return of the King? You know, th- that's the thing. That's I, I want to say there is more to say about this movie, but also this is one of those movies that has been talked about to death. Yeah. This whole yeah. trilogy has been talked about to death. <sighs> What's left to say? There, there's really movie not good. a whole. Mo- well, yeah, movie good. Wait, 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 wait. We have to say movie good on this one because isn't that where it originated? Yeah, Rain did the first one on uh, Fellowship, and uh, Rain did it first. Rain did it first. Rain, and then, and then Rain... I did it, and then it became my thing. You just fucking stole it from him, you dash ad. Hey, hey Rain, Rain. I don't know. I wanted to say jackass I, and douchebag, and I don't know what happened. 
All right. Well, while, while Tanner messes pants? up words, while, while, while Tanner messes up words, uh, Rain, I, I, I'm addressing you specifically. Uh, call, call up a lawyer right now. Uh, Mr. Sullivan stole your bit. I'm pretty sure you can get some money off of him, specifically a whole $5. I, I held up 10 fingers. Five dollars is what you'll get. I won't. I won't give him five dollars, but I will mail him my Christmas present that I haven't mailed him yet. Worked on Fair contingency. There you go. Worked on contingency. No money down. Great episode of The Simpsons. Um, who wants some trivia? Trivia. Trivia. Let's do it, baby. So, when did the final day of filming on the Lord of the Rings trilogy happen? Let me guess. 9-11? No. A month after the theatrical release of Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. I know what you're saying. What? What? So, three weeks after the 2004 Academy Awards, Peter Jackson arranged to film one final shot of the skulls on the floor in the Tunnel of the Pass of the Dead, which was included on the extended edition DVD. He thought it was funny to be doing filming on a movie that, at this point, had already won the Oscar for Best Picture. <laughs> I I do love the commitment to the bit. That's some George Lucas shit. You know, I, I, I want James Cameron to go back and just add a scene in Titanic. And it's been like two decades, not, not two, like three decades since Titanic came out at this point. It's been 84 years. So, uh... Andy Serkis and Elijah Wood were both given prop rings by Peter Jackson used in this movie, and uh, they both apparently thought they had the only one. That does not shock me, question mark? Well, before we're done with trivia, we forgot to bring up one epic moment of this movie. Okay. Girl boss power. I'm no man. Oh, yeah, I forgot, because I mentioned in, uh, in the Two Towers episode, uh, we stand Miranda Otto in this house. The, 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 we stand her big time in this movie, uh, specifically for that moment. Uh, Miranda is like Liv, Liv Tyler gets a lot of the credit as like the female representation. So does Kate Blanchett. Not enough love goes to Miranda Otto. Miranda Otto stands unite. Uh, back to you, Tanner. Yes. Um, so. Did you know that after, uh, with this movie, The Lord of the Rings is the most nominated film franchise in Academy Award history? Who can guess what is second? Franchise movie? Fran- the most nominated franchise. Um, second? Uh, no. They only have like maybe 10 or 15. Hmm. Second. So this franchise has... 30. Second place has 29. Third place has 21. Um, what is it, Tanner? So third place is Star Wars. Okay. I can see that. Sec- second place is the Godfather trilogy. Yeah, that makes sense. It's easy All to right. forget that, that the third fair. movie... That the third movie um, was nominated for Best Picture and like all these other awards. Yeah, the yeah. third movie was still like very well received in the industry, uh, mostly because I mean, of be Sofia f- Coppola's incredible performance. I-, I mean, to be fair, I'm gonna give Godfather Three a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. It's still a decent movie. It's just unfortunate that there's just a lot of other things that 
don't necessarily work for the movie. And also, it wasn't made in Coppola's peak. Uh, Coppola's peak was is probably the highest peak any director will ever have in their life. And that was the entirety of the 70s for Coppola. Yeah. So Peter Jackson hated the Army of the Dead and he thought it was too unbelievable, but only kept it in the script because he didn't want to disappoint diehard fans of the book. I, I wanted to make a joke about the Zack Snyder movie <laughs> when you said Army of the Dead. Peter Jackson hates Army of the Dead. <laughs> just, just a fun <laughs> fact. Zack Snyder cries cries himself to sleep at night because it's like he's buddies with James Gunn, but he can't be J- buddies with uh, Peter Jackson. You know, this uh, actually reminds me. I, I The other day I was like, I'm going to watch Rebel Moon, and I got 10 minutes in, and I was like, no. I... <laughs> I still have not seen Rebel Moon. I'm waiting for part two to come out. It's, um... I've heard things. When this movie came out, 100,000 people lined the streets of Wellington, New Zealand for the world premiere, which is a fourth of the population of Wellington, New Zealand. Hell yeah. Does not shock me. This entire trilogy, someone says, um, the, the subtitle of the movie within the movie. In the first movie, Elrond refers to the Night as the Fellowship of the Ring. In the Two Towers, it's Saruman who says the Two Towers. And then, of course, in this one, Gandalf says he cannot not deny the return of the king. Which, funny enough, is also what Ian McKellen said to the Academy. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, Ian McKellen stands rise. Uh, this actually reminds me of something. This is the funniest piece of trivia, which is that when Weta was doing the collapse of Sauron's tower, they like would do multiple passes because they were being very careful to try and make sure it did not resemble the destruction of the World Trade Center. Oh, oh, God. That is, that oh, is God. You got to be careful about, especially in 2003. We were maybe a bit. Hot on that still. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, definitely more than a little. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it fascinating that Ian McKellen had like two like really big franchises going on at the at that point in time? X Men and Lord of the Rings. It's crazy. Yeah, X Men Two came out the same year as this movie. Of course, his we all know what his biggest movie was. Holmes. Yeah, all, all, movie good. Holmes. <laughs> it's solid fun movie. <laughs> if you if you took that out of context, that would just sound like the whitest thing I've ever said. Holmes, and I'm gonna cut it around to somehow make you say Holmes and Watson. Good. <laughs> <laughs> just me, just being like movie good Holmes. <laughs> just and then like insert like those pixelated glasses and the fake uh, like weed joint in here. <laughs> I do love that Roy Tolkien is a, a Gondorian ranger that, that's handing weapons out to his fellow soldiers. That is uh, J.R. Tolkien's great-great-grandson, or great-grandson. Nice. Final thoughts? Carl Urban's in this movie. <laughs> Carl Urban. Carl Urban's in this movie? Yeah, he's uh, Denethor. He has... Not Denethor, he's uh, Faramir. Uh, the, the long, blonde-haired guy with the beard. That's that- Carl Urban? 
That's Carl Urban. Aomir, a- not Faramir. Aomir. I'm an Ao your mirror. Ayer, Ayer, Ayer. Tim, what are your yeah. final thoughts on the Lord of Things? Can I actually give my actual final thoughts? It's, no, it's d- not. I, I was gonna throw it to Tim first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, that's not my final thoughts. I, I like Carl Urban. I just remembered. No, too minute. bad. You are done. <laughs> you are done. <laughs> All right. So final thoughts. Um. Yeah. This this movie is. Great. It's a fantastic conclusion to um, the quintessential fantasy epic trilogy. Um, go go watch them, uh, whether, whether you want to watch them in their theatrical or extended editions. Uh, there's plenty to get from either version uh, to enjoy. Just, just so much fucking uh, incredible. So much fucking? Whoa, I didn't watch that version. There's so much fucking, dude. Watch the R-rated super extended version. The supersized edition. Um, so I thought that was the X-rated cut. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I rented the wrong movie. It's called Caligula. Um, <laughs> there's so much fucking. Um, but yeah, Austin wait, would what? be so happy right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, this... so sad he died. <laughs> died of Ligma. Can't believe it. <laughs> died um, of Caligula. Jobs. Died of Caligma. Movie, movie, good. The, the back to Tanner. Great thoughts. I also died of Caligma. Joe Vrenick, what are your final thoughts? <laughs> All right, um, Peter Jackson's a fucking mad genius. He created maybe one of the greatest, honestly, I would argue maybe the greatest best picture movie ever, uh, the best picture winner ever to be made. Uh, close second, honestly, being a movie that it's tied with. Uh, yeah, that's right. Titanic fucking rules. Sue me. Uh, shout out to Titanic fan 97. Get those million tapes. Uh, but, you, you know, I will say, though, my final thoughts on this, it's great, deserved to be Best Picture. However, there's only one other third movie in a trilogy that deserved Best Picture, and that's Alien 3, uh, the, the most miserable movie ever made. I just wanted to say that to make Tanner look confused and to also piss him off, because I know he hates Alien 3. I don't hate uh, it. <laughs> uh, mo- movie good. Movie really fucking good. I gotta say it at least one time before this fucking movie, this podcast ends. I almost said this fucking movie. Uh, this podcast ends. Movie good. Take it away, Tanner. Take us home. If I hate any Alien movie, I hate Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Alien 3 that's at right. least has the fucking banger 20th Century Fox logo at the beginning. Like, that's the best 20th Century Fox logo in the history. Uh, it, also, it also helps that it, it still looks... It, it, Sigourney Weaver still cares in 3. Yeah. Yeah. Which is more than I can say for Resurrection. Um... Yeah. Also written by long uh, Alien Resurrection, written by longtime arch enemy of the Bomb Squad podcast. That's Wait. right, Joss Whedon. Wait, I have a better idea. I have a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> Alien Resurrection. Um, anyway, back to the OC. I got to throw another call back in there. <laughs> die in hell, Joss Whedon. Fuck you, Joss. Go to hell, and you Sex- die. You know who else sucks? Sex is Todd. You know what doesn't suck? This movie. This movie rocks. It's got it all. It's got the babes. It's got the <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs>
As soon as those words left my mouth, I'm like, what am I talking about? Listen, everybody in the Lord of the Rings movies can get it. Men, I, women, Correct. Everybody. Especially oh Carl Urban. Yeah, um, Carl Urban, my phone number is... <laughs> Call me. It's a great movie. The entire cast is great. It's the epic of all epics. It's the fantasy movie to end all fantasy movies. If you're only going to watch one fantasy movie in your life, you might as well make it this one. Because you know what? It's fantastic, and it did not give me Caligma. But. Oh you God. know who did give me Caligma? <laughs> Austin Zwiebel. You! Wrong. <laughs> I will not see you in court, bastard. No, the person watching slash listening to this episode of Bomb Squad Mad Day. If you're watching on, if you're listening on the audio platforms, thank you for tuning in. How about you mosey on down over to our Patreon, throw a couple bucks our way. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you very much for watching this bullshit. We hope you had fun. We had fun recording it. Uh, why don't you go down in the comments section below and let me know uh, what's your favorite Lord of the Rings movie? What do you think of Return of the King? Uh, do you think it deserved a sweep? And uh, finally, who gave you Caligma? Comment below and let me know. And while you're down there, hit the like button so you know how much you like us. Hit the subscribe button so you know how much you love us. And hit the bell icon so you can know exactly when we upload the ka-ching new videos. Uh, tune in next week when we talk about Godzilla minus one. Bye. Bye. Uh...